Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely blessed day today, as always, and doing some research here over the weekend. There's been a lot of stuff happening, and I hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. By the way, that was an intense show. Doug and I had a really good show together. If you guys haven't heard it, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, but we went into detail on a lot of different current things that are happening at the very end of the week and pretty much what we felt is about to start happening within the next few weeks, the way everything's starting to come about. And I found something that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has now put out, and it literally just came out. And it's very troubling because he had an individual that he's worked with, Emily Cobb, who's basically Congressional Quarterly, obtained a Freedom of Information request basically from Moderna and also from the Operation Warp Speed aspect of what's going on with the federal government coupling with the military to rush out a vaccine within literally months of building it, which has never been done before in history due to the side effects and issues that are caused by a lot of these vaccines. Most people know that in order for a vaccine to actually be produced safely, they claim, which most of these vaccines that still come out are not safe, it can take anywhere from three to six years from starting it to actually getting it approved. And to see a vaccine that's an RNA based, which I've talked about in detail, you can do some research on it on our website if you'd like. Uh, very, very troubling stuff. Well, what's interesting now is we've heard Fauci and Trump have told us repeatedly that we're going to have complete transparency to this whole thing. Operation Warp Speed, everybody's going to know what's going on, want to be completely transparent with you. Well, the Information Act, the Freedom of Information Act that came out now, there are numerous pages that are fully redacted between contracts between Dr. Fauci's agency and Moderna. And I don't mean like there's a section redacted. I mean there are page after page after page that are 100% redacted. You can't even see a letter. You can't even see a word or a sentence. Completely and totally redacted between Fauci and Moderna. Now, the thing that's very troubling about this is what does Dr. Fauci have in with Moderna? Because we know he's going to make a significant amount of money because once we dug in deeper, we see that Dr. Fauci's agency, he has headed since, I think, 81, the NIAID owns the clinical patents to the Moderna vaccine and will reportedly receive half the royalties. Also, we have now found that six of employees may also receive up to $150,000 a year annual royalties for their work on the vaccine. Moderna's former chair, Mosef Saloum, is Operation Warp Speed Director, imagine that. And then you will find out here on slides five through nine that uh, Robert F. Kennedy's posted that a second Moderna contract that will give you the notion about the potential size of these royalty payments. The contract shows that the Pentagon will buy 500 million doses of the Moderna vaccine for $9 billion, presumably two doses for every U.S. citizen. If anyone else is troubled by the fact that our government has tasked the military with this enterprise, you're not wrong. They're now starting to show here that there's a section of it as well, and this is what's also troubling, is it says, and I quote in this research, in this Freedom of Information Act from Moderna, the goal established by the President of the United States was to vaccinate the entire U.S. population before the next wave of COVID hits the U.S. Only three companies meet this 
criteria. And then it goes on to say, due to the pressing need to have sufficient doses by the end of 2020, manufacturing capacity for Moderna's vaccine will be advanced while they are still in development. This is exactly what I talked about on Hagman's show on Friday about Pfizer. Now, Pfizer has already gone out now and started making hundreds of thousands of vaccines, not testing them, making them full production line vaccine, as they said, they are anticipating and waiting for the FDA to give them approval on their final stage three, basically clinical testing, which means Moderna knows, Pfizer knows, they all know they're getting the green light for this vaccine. It doesn't matter how dangerous it is. It doesn't matter how deadly it is. It doesn't matter the long-term harmful effects. Actually, we won't even know those. They're going to get approval on it, and they're going to roll this thing out in the next couple weeks, and they're going to make billions upon billions of dollars off this vaccine. And remember, they've already come out now and said it does not matter. The side effects, harmfulness, deaths, anything – The Moderna, Pfizer, all the companies, they cannot be held responsible for a single penny if any of these vaccines have side effects. They categorize them and let them fall right underneath the Vaccine Protection Act that Reagan signed in 1986, meaning it doesn't matter what happens to this vaccine. It doesn't matter if people start basically growing tumors out of their face. It will not make one single bit of difference. These guys are going to make tens of billions of dollars off this vaccine, become incredibly wealthy, and not have a single consequence to their actions. And the fact that we have page after page after page after page of contract between Fauci and Moderna that's fully redacted, that is even more grossly troubling to me. It's one thing when there's a name or a signature redacted. I get that. Or you have like a specific company name or you have something that's going to get redacted for security or privacy. But having entire pages fully redacted shows me that there is something very, very sinister to this vaccine campaign. And we've been talking about it for months. And now it's about to all start coming to a head. Imagine that right around the election time. So I just encourage everybody, do your own research on these vaccines and realize what's really being done and what they're trying to inject in your body then uh, you know often I, I've talked to a whole bunch of people I mean a bunch of people and not one person has said they want a vaccine now or they'll take a vaccine or they're not going to take it at first so I don't know what the heck the federal government's doing well yeah I do actually they're they're being run by a foreign country and it was funny yesterday I was I drove home yesterday from North Carolina and, you know, we were in the car for, gosh, like 11 hours. It was a long trip. And I listened to a whole bunch of shows yesterday. Uh, Carmen had sent me a few really good ones, and Gene had sent me a couple good ones. And so I was really just, you know, into the shows and going down the road, kind of binging on, you know, alt news. And it was funny because I heard this one guy was talking, and he said, we don't know what's going on in the United States. We don't understand what's happening. It's almost as if... A foreign country has taken over the United States and is running our policies and our politics. I went, oh, wow. Imagine that. Imagine that you have 60 or 70 dual citizens from other countries in our Congress who are determining policy. Imagine that. And I thought, well, I guess these people are going to dance around the tulips. And sure enough, they never spoke about the country that was doing this. They never spoke about any of it. They, they tiptoed through the tulips and never ever stopped and looked at what they were talking about. You know, they, they didn't, couldn't even see the forest for the trees, for heaven's sakes. And the sad part about all of this stuff is that's what vast majority of alt news does. And they don't want to get censored. 
Now, you know, Austin and I, it was almost three years ago now, we were taken off of YouTube, you know, broken down, slapped down, you know, just, that was the end of that. And, you know, and we never bothered to go back up because, you know, we have such a big audience here on Global Star. But I just thought, you know, this is absolutely ludicrous that nobody wants to talk about the fact that the Israelis are running the United States government. Now, there, I can't be any more direct. I didn't tiptoe through the tulips and I didn't dance around that. I just told you. The United States government is basically, uh, how should I say this, Israel's whore. And, I mean, I can't be any more direct than that. And we've got Benjamin Netanyahu. I had to listen to him, oh, my gosh, yesterday for about an hour on a bunch of different news clips that he was talking about. And it was unreal and how he's just promoting everything as far as all of the electronics, all of the computer stuff, all of the trunk lines, all of the security. Security, all of the entire world's internet stuff going through Tel Aviv. And I told you guys this, but you know, this is in its own words. And I thought, wow, and how all of the big tech companies are coming in and putting all of this basically technology into Tel Aviv. And then he was talking about how basically Israel was this giant basically country now that was basically able to take care of itself and had all of this revenue coming in. And my response was, simple. Why are we giving $35,000 per person to every Israeli citizen of the United States approximately every year through our tax dollars that we're borrowing? And I thought, this is stupid. You know, None of this makes any sense. And then I started doing more research, and then I listened to this show by this guy who ended up being pretty much a Kabbalist, is what he was. And he wasn't a Christian. And he started slamming Christianity, so I turned him off about halfway through the show, because he had basically got so wrapped up and twisted up in Kabbalah that he really had lost perspective on everything. Now, and, you know, well, I mean, I don't really go into detail with this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you a few more things about the Kabbalah. And you know, I, there's a reason I don't tell you this stuff about Kabbalah. I know a lot more about it than I talk about. It's just that, quite frankly, I don't like studying weirdo stuff. You know, Madonna's totally loony, all right? You know, Katy Perry's totally loony. And all these people start studying this Kabbalah nonsense. You know, Miley Cyrus, totally loony. They start studying this Kabbalah and they go nuts. It's like they get demon possessed. And sure enough, how should I say this? I got to be careful with how I say this on a, on a show with a bunch of kids listening. They start dreaming and fantasizing with this one demonic god from the Kabbalah, as far as having relations with that individual, that entity, whatever you want to call it. And it gets these women demon possessed. That's just what happens. And they start understanding that they, they start believing. You know, this is lie stuff from the Kabbalah. See, the Kabbalah believes that God originally was, you know, like a hermaphrodite, right? And it got split, and God got split up, and that Adam and Eve originally were the same being, and they were a hermaphrodite. I mean, these people are so sick of that. I don't believe. I don't believe any of this stuff. I'm making this a note right now. I don't believe any of this stuff. But that's what they believe, and they believe that, you know, that's why they're trying to promote transgenders because they believe that the best way a human being can be is to be a hermaphrodite. It means they have basically two sexes, that the person's a male and a female. Now you think, why are you telling us this today? We don't want to learn about hermaphrodites. Well, stay with me. I've got to tie it together with the election stuff in a second. And so these people basically want you to believe that hermaphrodites are the best. That's why in the Kabbalah, if you are a lesbian or a homosexual, you're like promoted and basically supported and because you're closer to that hermaphrodite image or hermaphrodite lifestyle that they want you to have. This is why so many of the Kabbalists, when they have a little five-year-old boy come to them and say, 
I don't want to be a boy anymore, their son. I now want to be a girl. The parents of that little child say, great, let's have your genitalia cut off and let you be a little girl because now you can be a hermaphrodite, be closer to that. They hate the fact that we have childbirth. They don't think that that's something that their God, their weird Einstein God, their snake in the tree ever had intended for human beings to have children. So that's why they promote abortion so heavily. This is why Tel Aviv is the number one homosexual destination in the world. That's why they're pushing Noahide laws which make believing in Jesus Christ a sin punishable by the guillotine or being shot. This is why they run the Israeli flag right beside the rainbow flag all the time in Israel because remember the rainbow flag is also the flag that is used for Noahide laws and it's also to allow all the different levels of light coming from their weird god, their snake god, to come together in this prism of a rainbow. They have all these crazy beliefs they believe. They're just nuts. Finally, after about 30 minutes listening to this audio tape, I just said, the heck with this. I just turned it off. I said, this guy is full of, well, you know what he's full of. And I, I just couldn't even believe he was, and then he starts hammering Christianity. Started completely twisting and manipulating scripture. And I thought, this is crazy. And the show was being done on a big alt-news broadcaster. He was promoting this show. And I thought, wow, do you not listen to these shows before you post them? I mean, do you not understand what he's saying? And the, and the guy even said to him, he says, well, you're not saying that you believe this. This is just what the Kabbalah people believe. And the guy would never renounce the fact that he was saying this stuff. He would never say he didn't have it. But see, they want everybody to be a hermaphrodite. They want the basically Christians killed yeah they, I mean they, they really do they really want us all dead and you think well that's kind of crazy and they want to basically destroy the Muslims too they actually want the Christians and the Muslims to kill each other and then they want to bring in their new world order this is all being run through the Kabbalists through the Luciferians through the guys who took down building 7 through the guys who basically committed and pushed the 60 million abortions to feed their entities in these other dimensions since 73 in the United States. All of this stuff is being promoted through the same group. And now finally, other people are coming out and writing articles that the Democrats are using tactics of the Marxists of 1917 in Russia to disrupt the 2020 election, which I've guys, I've told you guys this repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And I've, I've gone ahead and I've posted this article. Years of preparatory work were spent in misleading and misdirection propaganda. They've done that with Trump. Contested voting results marred election's finality and ultimately its dismissal. Claims that the poor were going to be disenfranchised by their votes. The scheduled voting was extended by months. We got all the mail-in ballots. Division, the violence, slander, and libel were widespread. Turn the TV on. A delusional, cunning, conniving campaign made unrealistic promises to the population. That would be Joe Biden. Anger and mob violence were deliberately stirred up against white privilege, possessions, and status. There you go. Deceptive claims persuaded the majority they were robbed of their electoral victory. Inevitable civil war was sparked at the election's end because Lenin's group failed to win the majority. The dissolution of the old state and a transformation of the new system was promised to lead to true socialism, but it brought history's worst and longest ruling tyrant, Stalin. Now, also, you've got to forget the 60 to 100 million people they killed in their great purge of Russia. And this went on for decades and decades and decades until finally the Soviet Union collapsed in 89 through 91. 
And what ended up happening is they tore all these statues down from, from Lenin and Stalin. They had enough of this guy because of what he had done and how he had undermined the entire governmental structure. And the, what we have to understand is that the same Kabbalists, the Rothschild group, the Sabbatean Kabbalists, are the ones who funded both sides of this war. And this is where we are going in the United States if we can't wake up and realize where we are. Through the 1917 campaign, Lenin argued that the citizens deserve the government that represented the, their interests because, in his estimation, all other governments represented the dictatorship of the of the ruling elite. Lenin argued that the rich would never give up their privileges. The Soviets would need to seize power by violence. Kind of like white privilege right now, isn't it, guys? Lenin's propaganda fueled a division that would destroy the Russian nation, and he urged violence nurtured by envy and jealousy, and some had privileged status, that would be the whites, and others did not, and this great inequity could only be removed with a violent overthrow. Now, this is where they're trying to put us in the election. Now, guys, what these people don't understand is they read history and they see what happens and they think that they're basically going to go out here and be happy, happy forever and ever. But it doesn't work that way with these kind of clowns. I mean, Hitler did the same thing. As soon as he took power, you know, he had the brown shirts and a whole bunch of other people. And what he ended up doing basically ended up getting rid of them and killed a whole bunch of his top people who helped him take over. After Lenin's Bolsheviks permitted a, quote, free election, they moved quickly to strangle freedoms. Lenin's opinion of the poor having the right to vote for individual choices morphed into a ruling class identified as the Politburo. The first Politburo, the ruling class of Russia after the overthrow, consisted of Lenin, Trotsky, Kretinsky, Kamenev, and Stalin. Well, Lenin died. Trotsky was exiled to Mexico, and then he was murdered. Kretinsky and Kamenev were assassinated. Well, they killed everybody. Okay, That left Stalin, who manipulated the bureaucratic apparatus and seized power. And by the 1930s, Stalin had transformed the Politburo into a supreme executive and legislative body of the Communist Party and Soviet Union, which could go about and do whatever he wanted to do and kill as many people as he wanted to kill. And all of this was brought to you by the people who want everybody to be a hermaphrodite. That's the goal here, guys. You've got to go back to the Kabbalists who run the planet through these international banking cartels who sling the dope and who have all these mafiosa groups from all over the world cleansing and cleaning and laundering their money through their banking systems. This is what's going on again. So we've got to go back and we've got to look at 1917 in Russia. And we have to understand that we're following the exact same protocol. Back in 1917, they called the people who stood against the fascists Antifa. They said that. That's the words they use. And they even picked the same word up again because I guess it worked back 100 years ago. So they figure it'll work again now. So guys, it's really important that you continue to pray. I prayed for you guys this morning. That you continue to stand firm in the belief that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he has come to allow us to have faith in him. These Kabbalists are twisted, but girls, ladies, who's ever listening today, they're they're messed up in the head. They really have some serious mental problems going on, and their religion is so convoluted and so twisted and so messed up, it's unbelievable and so hard to even understand with all their sub gods they pray to. 
need. And what's interesting about this is, look how simple Christianity is. God created the heavens and the earth. He's an omnipresent being. He saw all the timelines, and when he looked down, he saw that it did not flow like it was supposed to. So he inserted the flood into the timeline, and then he inserted Jesus Christ into the timeline so that we would no longer have to be involved with all of these weirdos because Christ would come and redeem us from our sins and allow us to live eternally with God. That's how simple it really is with Christianity. It's not difficult. It's not You have to try to study it for years and years and years. The, the, the guys who do the oral traditions of the Kabbalah and the Talmud, they say that the only way you can understand the Torah is to basically read the Talmud, and the only way you can understand the Talmud is you have to understand the Zohar. They've got it so twisted and so messed up that so many people get so confused, get caught up in this mess, and don't realize what they've gotten themselves into. Look at Chloe from Smallville. You know, she got involved with that sex cult with Keith Rear, and now she's going to be going to prison. And then the other girl from Seagram's comes in and basically gets involved in it. And then they basically sentenced her to seven years in prison, and the judge sentences her so harshly because she said that he had helped her so much. Because remember, these guys are all based on all this stuff based on Kabbalah and Satanism, that he had helped her so much, he had given her so much insight that she basically could not renounce him. When these folks get caught up in these cults like Kabbalah, they get blinders on. The same thing happens with Christians. Now, I've got to stop for one second. Who get caught up in some of these name it, claim it, blab it, grab it boys and girl preachers who are basically billionaires and they start telling them that you'll never be blessed if you don't send me your money. And any time you get a human being wrapped up in a cult or cultish worship and they get real dedicated to that individual and they start worshiping that individual, it goes sideways because that individual can ask them to do anything and it'll do it. This is what we see now with the left in the United States. Their cult they're in is the socialism. Their cult they're in is the communism. Their cult they're in is the Democratic Party. And some of the Republicans are just as bad. And what ends up happening is, no matter what you do, no matter how you try to show them the truth, they will not listen. For light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness, is what Jesus said. And guys, this is the problem that we have with people who are closed-minded and unwilling to see the truth and how they were programmed while they were in a theta brainwave state as a young child. You get a young child and you tell them there's all these different sexes when he's four or five years old. He doesn't have a filtration system in his brain to tell his brain this isn't true because he doesn't know. He accepts it as fact. And you could tell that child 30 years later there's only two sexes, and he won't believe you because he was taught when he was five, when he was in a state of brainwave, dreamlike trance state, that there were multiple sexes. Years ago, I had a good friend. He basically has died, probably from the stress of being married to this Jezebel he was married to. I hate to say that, but I'm just going to be blunt. And at the last election, he was still alive in 2016, and he's a Republican. And he was married to a hardcore socialist who was born in basically South America. And what ended up happening is she literally fell on the floor, kicking and screaming, flailing and flopping, because Trump had won the election. And sat on that floor for weeks, weeks on the floor, flopping and flailing. And finally he said, I can't take this anymore. And before it was over with, he ended up moving out. He was going to file for a divorce. And then he, it ended up dying, bless his heart. And the sad part about all of this stuff is that, you know, there are people out there, it doesn't matter what you try to say to them, they simply will not see. 
And see, here's the thing. Here's what Austin and I try to do. I don't like Donald Trump. I think he's awful. I think he's a phony. I do. But I also think that Joe Biden is awful, and he's a phony, and his son's a pervert, and now Joe Biden's daughter in her journal supposedly is saying that she used to be taking showers when she was a little girl with her dad. That's about as sick as it gets. So we got two people running for White House here that are basically nuts and being used by the deep state. Trump's first wife was Jewish, and she was a Kabbalist. Basically, she was a witch. There, I just thought I'd mention that to you guys. So that's why it was so easy for Ivanka to, quote-unquote, convert to Judaism, because her mom was Jewish, and she studied the Kabbalah. Now she's in a... <laughs> she's going to Shabbat Lubavitch and those groups that study the Kabbalah and the Zohar. And then Jared Kushner is a Shabbatist. He's a Kabbalist. So Trump's first wife was a Kabbalist, who, by the way, helped Ghislaine Maxwell to acquire girls for Jeffrey Epstein after she was divorced from Trump. Now think about that for a second. Ivana Trump, okay, or Ivanka, whatever her name is, I get confused. These had, of course, they had a name the same, almost the same identical name. Trump's first wife, after they got divorced, helped Ghislaine Maxwell to get girls for Jeffrey Epstein. That's how twisted and sorted this whole group of people are, guys. And so we need to understand who and what is running the American politics. It's the Kabbalists. It's the Luciferians who control the media, and they control the banking. Well, bless you. You, you pull the Band-Aid off that one, Ted. That was right to the point. Well, yeah, it is to the point. I've had enough of it. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, should we vote Libertarian? Because the Libertarian candidate, I think it's Joe Jurgensen, is on all 50 ballots. That's up to you. I'm not telling you, and I will never tell you who to vote for. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for. But the point is this. As long as Trump does the Kabbalist's will and does what he's supposed to in pushing a hermaphrodite, remember, he wanted to be the most pro-gay president in the history of the White House, and he is, even more so than the gay Barack Obama. If you want to vote for Trump, vote for Trump. I mean, that's your choice. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. You want to vote for Biden? Oh, Lord. I have to say to you, you need to really evaluate all of this stuff because do you really want to vote for a guy who took showers with his daughter? I mean, I, how, I don't even say it. It makes me want to go puke somewhere when I think about that sickness. Okay? Or do you want to vote for the libertarian candidate? You've got to pick what you want to do in this election. So you see, people say, well, the election is going to be so close. We have to vote for Trump. Okay. If you want to vote for Trump, vote for Trump. I have to vote against Biden. Okay. So you're going to vote against the lesser of two evils. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. you got three choices. you got a libertarian, you got a Republican, you got a Democrat. And now you say, well, if the libertarian became elected, would she be able to fix all of this? Uh, no. No, she wouldn't, actually. Uh, this thing, until we shake loose the shackles of the international banking cartel that's strangling us with a giant vampire squid sucking the life out of this country, we're not going to fix any of this. And quite frankly, since Congress is so caught up now, and we have all these dual citizens from Israel that basically control the Federal Reserve Bank through the Rothschild banking cartel, and they have mixed loyalties to the United States and or to Israel, you know, we're not going to get rid of any of this stuff until we pass laws against that, and we can't get those laws passed because... They're not going to vote for those laws. It would take an executive order from the president, and then it would be challenged in court. So all of these things right now have brought us to the precipice. Well, it really had brought 
allow us to oppress us anymore. All of these things have brought us to a country that's in decline. We've stopped raising little Americans. Austin talked about that last week, about how the Romans stopped raising little Romans, and that we've stopped raising little Americans. Now we're raising a bunch of little hermaphrodites. Did you ever think, friends, that we'd be in a situation where the United States is raising hermaphrodites? I mean, when, when children want to have a sex change operation in some states and the parents say no and the Department of Family Services called in and they yanked the kids away from the parents because they don't want to sex change the kids, where, where, where are we? Are we living in the twilight zone somewhere? Hello? Earth to Ted. Ted to Earth. What's going on here? Well, here's the reality, guys. We've got a problem, and it's systemic, and it's because of these cabalists. That's the truth. And these guys who want us to create an energy field so negative around the planet, including using 5G and tying into an interdimensional interface. I'll have to talk about this in detail last week about that movie in which they actually went into a wormhole and went to hell. You know, guys... Are they trying to take us into a wormhole into hell? Are they trying to open up hell on this earth through CERN? Probably. And it's all based on these Kabbalists and their teachings. They're different gods and goddesses they worship. What a messed up group of people. That's why I thank God Almighty that we should call his name Jesus. That he's the Lamb of God. That he's the Prince of Peace. That he's the Counselor. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Savior, Redeemer, Deliverer, Messiah, the Way. That he's Lord God Almighty, Lord of all, resurrection and the life, and King of kings, and he's the Son of God. Because, guys, if we didn't have Christ in our lives right now, we'd be lost. Just like all these other weirdos are. We'd be lost. They don't know what to do. Because they're so confused. Keep your hearts and your minds on Christ, because this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice, and we will be glad, and we will walk in love. And we will do everything we possibly can to fix this mess and continue to pray. Austin, what do you think, Bud? What's your first story? Your next story? Yeah. Um, well, the thing about this going on right now that a lot of people have to understand is that the entire aspect of COVID is being used as one of the last final straws to strip our freedoms and our rights away from us. Ted said something. He said there's no That's way right. to really fix any of this without shaking us free from the bankers. And he's absolutely right about that. But one of the only ways we can actually even get to a point to shake ourselves away from the bankers is stop being compliant little peasants about everything they tell us to do. The rate of That's submission right. has, been, uh, has been literally embarrassing to me in this country. We now, if people haven't seen what's going on with actual COVID, the real numbers, the CDC coming out and saying masks don't protect you at all. They're there to help you prevent transmission if you're infected. The fact that the CDC said age 19 to zero has a 99.98% survival rate if they catch COVID. The fact that we've seen repeated research studies discuss in detail vitamin D3 and vitamin C treatment has an almost 100 100% success rate per their research they did. When you see all these things happening, you see the flu cases are virtually none right now. You see the individuals that basically that have actually died almost invariably always die from numerous other causes, including bacterial pneumonia, COPD, diabetes, heart attack, stroke. All over the place. I told you guys that on the on the show yesterday, last week. One of our good customers came in here. His wife's an RN, Winter Haven, right down the road. She said, as of last week, as of last week, there were three three COVID patients in the COVID ward. Three in Winter Haven. 
three, one, two, three, and all of them were stable at the current time. They, she said that every single death in the hospital is required to get a nasal swab, the PCR COVID test. Every single death, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter if you get cut in half by a bus, nasal swab. If it tests positive, automatic down, main cause of death, COVID. That's what they're still currently doing right now. That was the only way to manipulate the numbers and get them to where they are. And now we're starting to see bacterial pneumonia is becoming a serious problem right now, especially when the cold weather starts. And you're going to be breathing in and recirculating all that waste. Remember, when you exhale, it's not just about breathing in oxygen and exhaling. When you exhale, you exhale toxins out of your body. You exhale anything that's basically in there, and it's filtered out. That's why you push out the waste. It's the same the concept of going to the bathroom. You eat food and then you use the restroom. The same thing when you breathe in air. You breathe in clean air and you exhale the waste. When you sit there with a giant mask on your face, 8, 9, 10, 12 hours a day, all day long, you're constantly recirculating waste. It's like getting clogged up in your colon and not going to the bathroom. That's essentially what it's like. It's like having a dirty air filter on your car. It's like having a clogged exhaust on your car. It's going to cause problems later on down the road, and they know this. This is why numerous of them have been busted not wearing masks everywhere whenever they think they're by themselves and not under camera, because they know there's no benefit to wear them at all. And the fact that even if you wear one, that blatantly admits that you're saying, I think I'm infected with a virus all day, every day, everywhere I go, and I'm not healthy whatsoever. Basically, you, you, you think you're sick all the time. That's what you're saying when you wear a mask, because that's the only thing the CDC has even said it can possibly do is slow the transmission if you're infected. So if you're perfectly healthy and you feel great and you're taking vitamin C and D3, why in the world are you wearing a mask because you want to pretend you're infected? Oh, that's because they told you that everybody's asymptomatic, meaning this is what they've done now. It's the new war on everyone. Remember when we had 9-11? It was the war on terror. It was the great unbeatable Al-Qaeda. And then it turned to ISIS and that whole loop. Remember the war on terror for, you know, 15 years? The great war on terror. So it didn't matter. There was always a terrorist somewhere we had to fight. And then you back up, you had the war on drugs. I talked to you guys about that last week. Well, it didn't matter what happened. There's always this unending war on drugs. You've constantly had this war every 15 to 25 years that's constantly changed in the United States. Now we have the war on COVID. We've got to fight COVID. You have to assume that every single person's infected all of the time. And you, to be a good citizen, need to wear your mask because if you're infected, you don't want to basically infect anybody else. I mean, what, what are we, Resident Evil now? I mean, really? Are we running around a bunch of viral zombies? Everybody's infected, but nobody knows they're infected, but the virus is so deadly, if you get it, you don't even know you got it because it's asymptomatic, but you still may spread it? The ideology makes no sense. This is the first time in recorded history we've had a virus that's literally been claimed to be a pandemic that is a claim to kill hundreds of thousands of people, allegedly, but yet it's so mild in most cases, majority of people that get it don't even know they get it, or they get a headache and a sore throat and a fever for a day or two and they're over it. So how does this work out now? It doesn't. It's designed to do exactly what they're telling everybody it's designed to do. This is why now you have another doctor, Kritika Kapali, who's come out now, who is basically the expert witness in the U.S. Congress, basically saying now, she said, and I quote, I feel like there's this perception that once we have a COVID vaccine, life will go back to normal. 
life will not be like it was pre-COVID. Even after a vaccine, you will still need to use good hygiene, maintain physical distance, avoid crowds, and wear masks. Okay. This is like the 18th person that said this now, that's basically had some high-ranking expertise. If the COVID vaccine, I'm just going to throw this out there because I haven't had anybody answer this question legitimately. If the COVID vaccine is so useless, it's so ineffective, but what we know is that it's had numerous debilitating side effects in the phase three clinical trials, and yet it doesn't work apparently because as soon as everybody gets the vaccine, you're still going to need to wear a mask, avoid crowds, and social distance everywhere you go. What the heck does that even mean, guys? They're blatantly telling you this thing is a complete and total fallacy. It's designed to control you. This is why now Merck, the vaccine company, has now partnered with Valency, V-O-L-A-N-S-I. They've partnered with them to launch a new test program in rural North Carolina to examine their ability to deliver temperature-controlled vaccines from a central population facility to determine how far they can send them. They go on to say the drone has a 10-pound payload capacity and can cover a 50-mile radius on a single trip. This allows us to not only carry a significant amount of payload, but also the cargo boxes required to maintain the temperature of the payload throughout the mission. Interesting, they say mission. Like this is a mission-compatible drone. So are we going to start using larger drones? Are we going to start using Reaper drones now to deliver vaccines with surfaced air missiles on them? You know, oh, yeah, you know, we got a tomahawk on that one. It's delivering vaccines, though. But remember, if anybody tries to stop this drone from delivering the vaccine, we're basically going to light them up with a tomahawk. I don't know. I mean, is, that, is that where we're going now with this? That we have to start using drones to deliver vaccines to rural areas of the country because the virus is apparently so bad nobody even knows they have it? And that the vaccine, once it's introduced, you're still going to have to avoid crowds and social distance and basically wear a mask everywhere you go? What the heck? Like that said a minute ago, we in the twilight zone? This brings me back to my original statement. Compliance and submission is no longer an option for myself and everybody that I'm around. This is no longer a thing to me anymore as far as being okay with this. I have been incredibly boisterous this entire time, and I have been extremely disobedient to any and all guidelines that they have put out. And imagine that. I'm not sick. Nobody around me sick. I think I had COVID back in March, but honestly, it was so mild. I was off for like two or three days. I was like, well, maybe this is it. Hammered like six, 7,000 milligrams of vitamin C into like 20, 30,000. I used a D3 the whole time. Dad and I were both, we both got exposed to the same person we thought we got exposed to, and we both had the same symptoms for a couple of days. And like I said, it was moderately mild because our immune systems are so jacked up all the time on vitamin C and D3. So then my next question was, all right, what do we do now? Are we supposed to run around in fear? That's the whole premise of what they're teaching and what they're preaching through the mainstream fake news lies. You have to be scared of everybody. You have to be scared of everything. It doesn't matter where you go, you gotta wear a mask because you're probably infected. And they're wearing it because they're infected. Everybody needs to be scared and terrified of everybody all the time. It's complete and total manure from the pit of hell. Remember, Satan, Lucifer, is the master of lies. He's, he's the great deceitful one. He's completely and totally professional at giving out lies. He's the best at it. And the sad part to me is, I went to church yesterday in Winter Haven. Haven't been there in months because, you know, they shut it down and then they open it back up. And I just quite frankly wasn't a really happy with a lot of the way things were handled at the church due to the uh, 
ridiculous fake pandemic. And uh, but the kids had a lot of friends over there. And Lana said, "You want to go over there?" I said, "Yeah, we'll run over there." And I was still shocked on how many people were wearing masks inside the church, even with chair social distance, even with everything going on. People were still wearing masks. They had these big scared looking eyes walking around. Like they're terrified of everybody. Oh my gosh, he's not wearing a mask. Ah, put up a cross. Hit him with holy water. I'm like, really, guys? Really? You're gonna look at me like that? Why don't you look in the mirror? Look how stupid you look. Walk around with a giant mask on your face because you think you're infected and you don't want to get me sick. That's the only premise the CDC said. The reason to wear a mask. Wake up and get off your knees. The only way we're even going to maintain any level of a constitutional republic in this country any longer is to show the bankers and the globalists that we're no longer scared of the fear tactics. That's what this is all turned into. It's completely and totally fear tactics. Now you have New York City hotels. They're saying now that New York City hotel occupancy rate has crashed below 10%. 10% now hotel occupancy in New York City. I said 200 of New York's roughly 700 hotels are still remaining closed. And they said permanent closure is looming for a large portion of the ones that are still open. They said hotels have theoretically been able to be open, but in many cases, it's pointless. Executives in the industry predict up to 20% of the city's hotel could wind up being permanently closed. Guys, this is the only way the bankers could completely and totally wreck the United States economy, is through fear and control and closure. And my goodness, they've done it now. They've done it. I mean, New York was, used to be extremely vibrant. always has. I mean, it's the money market up there. They got Wall Street. They got the big hotels. They got all the big fancy money. They got all the fancy apartments. They got all the penthouses. It's New York. That's why everybody lives there. Even though I don't know why you don't want to live there. It's unbelievably overpacked and rude, but that's why a lot of people live there. But see, they have to shut it all down. They have to get control of the financial system. And the only way to fully do that is to ruin and pretty much bankrupt everybody they can. Because remember, most of the big corporations, I already talked about this, the majority of the big corporations have become unbelievably wealthy over the last six months. The roughly 2,000 billionaires in the entire world, their net worth has increased by $2.2 trillion in the last five months alone. Actually, that number went up till July 31st. It was from like April to July or August. $2.2 trillion increase in their net worth of 2,000 individuals in the entire world. Why? Because they were the ones that made sure everything closed. They're the banker boys. They're the ones that stay unbelievably wealthy. It doesn't matter what happens. Their net worth continues to go up, and Fauci's going to be a banker boy, a billionaire banker boy very here soon with the $9 billion Moderna's getting, and he's getting a huge portion of that. He's getting such a portion of it, he has his entire contract with them redacted all the way down to the very bottom. And we already know they're going to be, the United States is going to be behind hundreds of millions in the contracts at 500 million doses. So I mean, you can already put the money there and figure out how much we're going to do. But this is why it's going on. And at the exact same time, we're now seeing this push for this, this green again. You've seen Biden pushing it. That's one of the things I do have to say. And again, like that said, figure out who you're going to vote for. I was extremely ecstatic when Trump walked out on stage with no mask on in the debates the other day. Walked out, walked off. You know why? Because it basically told me he didn't give a rat's butt about what they're saying as far as with masks. 
he also basically blasted Biden for calling the whole Green Deal something he wants to do, and he wants to basically eliminate vehicles and gasoline-powered industry, the entire petroleum industry, by the mid-2025 or whatever he said. Here's what nobody gets about that. What are tires made out of? Oh, that's right, rubber. What are all these other things you have made all the time made out of? What's plexiglass made out of that they want to put up everywhere? Oh, yeah, it's petroleum industry. The entire fact that they're wanting to do this has nothing to do with going green. Let me clarify that right now. They could give a rat's butt about emissions, about Green Deal, about pollution, because they know some of the biggest polluters in the world, like India and China, are never going to stop. That's why the Paris Accord was such a nightmare. That's exactly what Trump brought up. He called it out. The Paris Accord had nothing to do with a Green Deal. It was all about extracting trillions of dollars out of the United States for us to pay in penalties and for us to go and spend enormous amounts of money as far as removing all these industries out of the country and crippling us. But, of course, Trump did pull us out of that. And it's funny, in that deal, China and India didn't even have to do anything for years, and it was minor what they had to do. Now you're seeing that... There's this huge push for all these electric trucks, right? You saw the other day, GM just said they're coming to make an electric Hummer. Sticker's going to be like $112,000 on it. I don't even know where they're coming in with that, but that's apparently where they're coming into. And it's funny, I saw the article on Wired the other day. I said, why is everyone building an electric pickup truck? You got, you know... GM that just said they're going to do that. You had Tesla, who's supposed to build a factory that hasn't even built the factory to make the Cybertruck yet. You have this new thing that's coming out with the Ford F-150 EV that's supposed to come out in like a year and a half. You got some other one, the Nikola Badger or something, I think, that's supposed to be coming out. They're working on all these electric trucks. And it said, the article said, it said, here's the problem. No one even knows who that American electric truck pickup buyer is. He goes, it's not like people have asked for them and even wanted to buy them, said Jessica Codwell. said, I don't think people have been sitting around thinking and saying, you know what, I want a pickup with an electric motor. And the truth is, they're right. I did the research on it a while back. I went to Orlando, right, and we started to say this hotel. I was grossly troubled because there was an electric, two electric charging stations, right? Right up front, in front of my hotel room. It was like this big villa thing that I got. I was able to get it on points. And um, the parking spots right up next to my hotel room were electric charging stations. And then beside those were handicap stations. And then about 50 yards back were the rest of the parking for the peasants. And I was kind of irritated. I'll be honest with you because I'm like, why are electric charging stations getting priority parking right up front? And, you know, handicap, I got that. If you handicap, you got a handicap. That's never a complaint. If somebody really is handicapped, they need to be as close to the front. But there's all these charging stations right up front beside my room, and they're all for green vehicles with these charging stations. So I, I parked my truck in the green parking spot. I was like, I'm green. I'm pro-green. I drive a diesel truck. That's my spot. I paid for the room. I'm parking here. And now I got the looks, boy. I got the looks of people just eyeballing me like, who's this guy parked here? Who's this guy parked here? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't really care. I paid for my room. I'm going to park wherever I want to park, except for handicap. And I started to do some math. So I started looking at it, okay? So I started, you know what? I see, I see all of these people running around their Teslas and all their electric cars, and they want to park in these charging stations, but nobody ever showed up to park in a charging, charging station. And so I, I pulled up the information on the box, and it was this, like, supercharged station, right? So you can charge up your Tesla or whatever. It can make it so it's a full run, you know, in, like, 90 minutes, right? So you, you can park there. And charge, in 90 minutes, you're ready to go again. Well, 
by the time you pay like the fee and the current electric cost and the fee to use it and the subscription and all this other stuff, dude, it, it costs like $40 to fully charge your Tesla. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make much sense. And then the range on the car is like 300 miles. But then you got to pay 30 to $40 to hypercharge. And if you don't, by the way, I mean, people don't know this, if you don't choose to supercharge it and you go to one of the like normal banks or you try to charge at your house, it can take you anywhere from four to 50 hours. <laughs> 50 hours for a full charge on some of the basic charger systems you have. And if you want one that can charge your vehicle within a few hours at your home, it's like two to $3,000. What nobody realizes What's the cost of electricity? How are we getting all this electricity to build this? The irony that you see is when you see charging stations and there's a large generator along the side of a building that goes to these charging stations. That's always the really the funny thing to me. I got a diesel or a propane generator that I'm burning fuel to use at the that's charging right, station so I can charge right. my electric car to feel good about myself like I'm doing something green and pay $30, $40, $50 to charge it so I can go drive another 200 miles and go back to my charging station and figure it out again. This is the lunacy that goes along with the electric vehicles. Now, I'm not knocking all electric vehicles. If you guys have one, sometimes being around town, hybrids are much more efficient, by the way, for actual useful driving, like the Prius. Not a fan of a Prius, just not a car I would drive, but the efficiency with a Prius is much better because even though it has a small gas-powered engine in it, it can turn and charge the electric as it goes. What people don't realize about these other cars that are fully electric, you have like a two to 300 mile range on them, and then you have to stop and charge. And if you happen to get a supercharged station, it can be ready in like an hour, hour and a half. If it's not a supercharged station, it takes you four to five hours. So if you're trying to make a trip cross country, you literally have to stop every 250, 270 miles before you're dead empty, and then sit there for hours on end to charge and pay 20 30 $40 to charge, get back in your car, drive another 250 miles, stop again, and do the repeated process all over again. It is grossly inefficient. So that's what doesn't make any sense to me about these fully electric vehicles, and that's what this guy wrote in this article. Why? Who's asking for fully electric trucks? Hybrid trucks? I got that. If you can come up with a successful hybrid truck that averages 40, 50 miles a gallon, okay, I'm cool with that. That's, that's, a, that's a great idea. But you still use fossil emissions. You still use petroleum products. So people that are running this idea that we're going to go green in five years and everything's going to be perfect, you could do that and you could do what AOC wants to do, except you're going to see prices at rates you have never seen before. And here's the question that nobody's asked. Here's the question nobody's asked. If we mandate green vehicles and we get rid of the petroleum industry, like Biden said, and you want to make everything electric, what happens to the hundreds of millions of vehicles that are on the road that are gasoline and diesel powered? Has anybody asked that question? What are you physically going to do with that many vehicles on the road if you can no longer get diesel fuel or gasoline for them, or if fuel goes up to $40, $50, $60 a gallon because there's only a few areas that actually do this anymore? Did anybody ask that question, what you're going to do, what the vehicle industry is going to do, how you're going to dispose of that many vehicles, how you're going to financially allow people to trade in vehicles that have a net value of zero because you can't drive them and trade them in on an electric Hummer that's $120,000? 
Nobody's been able to answer that question. So again, realize what they're trying to do. The electrical market is designed specifically to control everyone. The autonomous vehicles, and this is where it's all going, guys, is autonomous vehicles. We had a good friend of ours in Orlando that we met with years ago, and he was very much against the autonomous vehicle industry, and this is why. The autonomous vehicles are being brought in to remove your ability to travel freely, unmolested on your way. They put up the 5G system specifically for this program. Not specifically, but a huge portion of this program, I should say, is going to the electrical vehicle, autonomous vehicle market, because you have to have an Internet of Things. I talked about in detail in the Hagman Show the other day. You have to have an Internet of Things because the vehicles all have to talk to one another. You can't have somebody in an F-250 diesel truck flying down the interstate and everybody else is in autonomous cars that are going the same speed and changing lanes and I drive through at 80 miles an hour. They're going to freak out. They're going to wreck is what's going to happen. You can't have it. So you cannot have the ability to travel freely. It has to be monitored, controlled, and and watched all the time. And this is where it's going. This is why now we're seeing in Virginia, this is grossly troubling, Virginia Supreme Court now just ruled that the state and local police are now free to use automated license plate readers to collect data about the travel of movement of all persons throughout the entire state. The the basically uh, ruling went to the Fairfax County Police Department versus Neal. The use of ALPR violated a Virginia law restricting government collection of personal information, and the judge ruled in law enforcement's favor. They said that mounted next to traffic lights or on police cars, ALPRs, which are automated license plate readers, photograph over 1,800 license plate tag numbers per minute. They take a picture of every passing license tag number and store the number and date, time, location of the picture in a searchable database. The data has been shared with law enforcement, fusion centers, think Utah, NSA, and private companies, and used to track the movements of the persons in their cars. I kid you not. They are literally, they got in trouble for this, and now the judge ruled in favor. They literally now monitor every single tag everywhere you go on every single road in Virginia all the time, and now they just got the green light to do it even further. So they can watch everything you do, everywhere you go, your traffic patterns, and of course, issue tickets when they find out you do anything bad, like do 71 and a 70. That whole area up there is extremely totalitarian in surveillance states a level I've never seen before last time I visited up there in Maryland and stuff so Virginia welcome guys I guess you're going to figure out what's going to happen now when every single thing you do even on private small back roads are going to be tracked and monitored because these guys now have a green light to literally watch everything you do and not only that sell the information to private companies that's the that's the part that I really liked about it not only does law enforcement get it not only does NSA fusion centers get it they can give it to private companies and sell your data so now you're going to get hit with ads about where you went and what you passed and where you're going now all the time very troubling so again my friends Non-compliance, civil disobedience, this is what is the only option left right now. And I know that sounds real hardcore, but a lot of people better start realizing that this isn't going to work anymore. The further we go down this COVID, tyrannical, slippery slope of mud and death and surveillance, this is where it's going to go. And so everybody has to understand this is the final straw and where we're at with this right now. And that's why I've encouraged everybody, get prepped for what's about to start happening. 
get ready for what's about to start occurring in the next couple weeks. It doesn't matter if Biden wins, it's going to be a nightmare. If Trump wins, he'll probably maintain some of our freedoms for a little bit longer, but they've already said, and I gave you the research and all the individuals that are saying it now, they've already said if Trump wins, they're going to do full-blown anarchy. They're going to do a full-blown Bolshevik revolution attempt. It's going to be an attempted coup d'etat of the United States to overthrow a sitting president. That's going to happen. So it's kind of like pick your poison. To me, I'd rather just deal with the all-out violent conflict instead of have to deal with Biden wearing the giant mask on the side of his face, knowing that he had showers with his daughter. That's grossly disturbing on top of that as well. So I encourage everybody, get prepped, understand what's going on. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. I have the food buckets on sale right now. I told you guys that. I have multiple kits, one bucket, two bucket, four bucket pack specials. The HR5 coupon is active even on those buckets right now. I can get them out to you same-day shipping. A lot of people cannot do that right now. I've still had multiple people emailing me, asking me, saying, hey, I'm trying to get a couple organic food buckets just to tap off. These other companies are saying they're still one, two, three, four weeks out. I'm not. I have them right here. I'm actually looking at one of them, and we're shipping everything out. I even brought extra help in today to the office to make sure we could get every single food bucket out same day that it orders. So I encourage everybody, stay prepped. If you need any supplements, stay up on your vitamin C, D3. Keep your immune system strong, especially of all the listeners and friends up in the northern states where it's about to start getting cold and snowy and not a lot of sun. Vitamin D3 is crucial right now during the winter times. Continue to exercise, please. Eat as good as you can. Stay away from a lot of the sugars and the, the additives and the stuff that you know is not good for your body. The better strength you have and the more mental acuity you have, the better we're going to be able to make a stand on this right now because it's coming to a head here pretty soon. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the emails and the support. Healthmasters.com for all of your needs. Anything else, feel free to call us up and ask us any nutritional advice. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Stay strong. Stay prepped. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always.